This is Sir Paul Smith, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Chabel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Chabel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is fashion designer Sir Paul Smith. Paul's fashion company was founded back in 1970 and has expanded into 70 countries since. He was made a royal designer for industry in 1991. More recently, he released Paul Smith, a monograph book that captures his unique spirit and creativity, which we discuss in this podcast episode. While your early childhood ambition was to become a cyclist, your fate changed after a horrible accident and you pursued a fashion career instead, thanks to some of your friends at the time. What gave you reassurance that the fashion industry was right for you? And what were the first steps to break into it? The first steps to to actually be aware of it was uh, an English pub, which was um, where I met a couple of people that were also patients in the hospital where I was. Luckily for me, he chose uh, this, one of the guys chose this English pub in the middle of England. And um, and luckily it was the place where the art students went. One of the students said, you know, my dad's helping me set up a little shop. Will you help me? So I said, yes. And that's how I actually got into fashion, which was literally by accident. <laughs> I entered the world as just helping a friend with a boutique. It's lovely to earn a living doing something which is creative. And the the joy of having an idea and then the idea turning into reality and then actually selling is really exciting, you know? I talk to a lot of people in the arts. I mean, I've interviewed thousands of people. They're not always great business people, but yeah. if you have that combination of being very creative and being a designer in your case, yeah. and also have the business acumen, it can be really effective. And I've interviewed many designers for this podcast, including Bessie Johnson, who was just on the show, Steve Madden, Diane Barn Furtzenberg, who have successfully yeah. built and sustained their brands for many years. How has your brand stayed relevant for so long and what aspects of your personality and style make your brand unique in this ultra competitive retail world? Keeping my feet on the ground, never really thinking I've made it, never putting my back into the chair because as soon as you do that, there's somebody overtaking you on the freeway, you know, and actually loving your job, staying relevant, very much of the balance of front of house and back of house. So front of house means, you know, two fashion shows a year in Paris for many, many years, over a hundred shows, just being aware of things that do well and understanding that you can keep something that does well for several seasons. Right now, for instance, my tailoring suits are really popular with Paul Smith, but right now we've deconstructed the suit. So it's very soft. Whereas two years ago, three years ago, people wanted a real sharp suit. And so, you know, you just keep up. It probably feels like you're younger because you have to keep up with the trends of what maybe younger people are yeah, wearing I mean, too. I, I, I'm blessed with not even thinking about my age at all. You know, <laughs> Some of my views are, are um, from a different period of time and some of my references are from a, a different period of time. But luckily I've got a very young team around me. It's about the balance of keeping your your more mature customer, but also attracting a younger customer. We did this capsule collection to do with the 50th anniversary and uh, our person who runs our business over there said, it's really lovely because so many of the under 21s have been buying the, the capsule collection. And can you imagine you've been going for 50 years and suddenly you've got under 21s getting excited about what you do. It's a, it's a real blessing. You're listening to five questions and this episode is sponsored by SaneBox. Is email a soul crushing distraction? 
distraction? If so, then you need SaneBox. SaneBox's artificial intelligence monitors your inbox. Automatically, wasteful email is moved to your Sane Later folder. All that's left is the important stuff. If you know how email folders work, then you know how SaneBox works. Find an email in the wrong folder, just move it. Get a free two-week trial and a $25 credit by visiting SaneBox.com slash five questions today. That's SaneBox.com slash five questions. Now back to the show. Congrats on the 50th anniversary and your monograph book captures your creativity and unique spirit. Even though you've said the key to creativity is that you just have to go with it. What are your sources of inspiration and the obstacles that get in the way of your creative thinking? As anybody who who knows my work or knows some of my sayings, the things I say a lot, which is you can find inspiration in anything. And if you can't, please look again. Paul Smith is often about irreverence as well. Putting, having a beautiful cashmere suit with a denim shirt. That irreverence and that playing with opposites, I think is really the Paul Smith way. The obstacles can be the, the market itself. You know, you've got to be talented enough to sort of keep flowing with the river, you know? I love that. And as a customer of yours, uh, I remember trying to order something from your website at the start of the pandemic, but was unable to because you had suspended your e-commerce sales. You've said that COVID is the most devastating challenge you faced in 50 years. What was the hardest decisions that you made to keep your company afloat and your workers safe during this time? The hardest thing is, you know, unfortunately, having to make sad decisions about, in some cases, staff, where you're having to reduce the headcount, which you absolutely do not want to do, and selecting the the people that you have to sadly ask to, to leave, shrinking down the size of the collections, shrinking down the size of the teams. It's been a trimming of overheads wherever you can do it without being too painful, but it has been painful because in my 50 years, I have witnessed a lot, but this one is completely, totally worldwide. Very complicated time. And the only way you can do is just hope that you're doing enough to not close down, but keeping everybody happy. It gets me thinking a lot because... I like you. I love what I do. I've been doing what I love for so many years that I almost forgot what it's like to not do what I wanted to do every day. I feel like when it's your name, when it's your company and things don't go as well, it hurts you more personally and emotionally rather than if you you know, are just clocking in nine to five and you just want the, the money and you don't really care about the overall institution. And what's your best piece of career advice? The career advice is no ego. Keep your feet on the ground. Nobody cares how good you used to be. What is your point of view yeah and that's a lot coming from you too because designers are you know it's somewhat ego driven much like in the media and entertainment yeah well to say no ego i think that's actually really good advice especially for your industry because people get so wrapped up in it yeah i mean it's only fashion it's not it's not heart surgery or work helping out in a war zone you know you know we have to take it seriously we employ a lot of people but you can be light-hearted but proper And then finally, the most important sentence, every day is a new beginning. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Paul. To follow his journey, you can read Paul Smith and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where he shares his latest designs, clothing, cars, and travels. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan Shaw Bell. And please remember to rate and review the five questions podcast on iTunes. (laughs) 